0: Welcome to Be a Bitter Human podcast, and today is January 12th, 2021. And today we're going to be actually doing a little story time in the Old Testament, and we're still visiting the topic of self-control, but we're going to be reading in Joshua chapter 1. So as you get ready to turn to Joshua chapter 1, we're going to be focusing on verses 7 through 9. And I will encourage you to read this whole chapter. It's not that very long of a chapter. Uh, It's very, very encouraging um, how the Lord assures Joshua that he is able to do this job and that he doesn't have to be Moses, but he can be himself in this leadership position. However, there are some things that are non-negotiable for him to be successful as a leader. And it kind of starts in verse 7. So if you're there, I will go ahead and begin reading. And for those who don't know, this is the Lord speaking directly to Joshua. And it reads, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then Then will you be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So this is just a very, very encouraging word that a lot of people use even today uh, to encourage themselves when they're, you know, wanting to read the word or when they're looking to uh, be prosperous and successful. They usually take these particular words and they, you know, make them personal but i think it's very interesting if the, when the lord was directly saying this to somebody in the scriptures uh during a big time of transition uh, where he probably was feeling a little you know discouraged because you know moses was was everybody's leader Every, you know everybody pretty much knew moses had a special relationship with the lord and joshua does not seem to have that same level of Uh, Well, well, I can't really say he doesn't have the same level of closeness with the Lord, but he wasn't the one giving the Ten Commandments. That's what I mean. Like in in comparison to Moses, he doesn't seem as significant, but he definitely obviously had his own relationship with the Lord for the Lord to entrust him with the people in this big transition for a whole nother generation that has just died off to have been able to be led into the uh, into this land of in time of prosperity for a nation of people. And so as we, as I think about that, you know, his instruction was very simple, but how hard of it, how hard is it even for us in this day and time with all the distractions around us for us to find time to read the word and how easy is it for us to compare ourselves to the, to what we're not. When we try to look at being a leader that the Lord can be proud of, a lot of times we'll just think of other people that we really respect and that we'd be like, man, I'm not that person but I'm just me. And so sometimes when, you, when you're when you in the, someone else's shadow, kind of the way Joshua was in Moses's shadow, there's that little bit of discouragement that uh, that's natural to maybe come up. But the way you deal with that is you continue to remind yourself that it's not in our... Sh- I want us to look at the scripture one more time and I want to read it one more time just to bring out what the Lord was pointing to as the prerequisite to be successful as a leader in the kingdom of God. And he's basically saying in verse eight, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then will you be prosperous and successful? Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. And so as we look at this in our time, you know, uh, in how we want to apply this word to our, to us, if it was so important for Joshua to read the word day and night, (laughs) how much more important is it for us to do it? How much more important is it for us to make sure that we're full of the word? Because when we're full of God's word and what he says, it's very, very difficult for any other voices to come in and deter us and take us off course and have us deceived and in this time in, in the earth where there's so so much spirit of deception going on and so many false prophecies and all these type of things, it is imperative that we stay reading the word and meditating on it even when where there's not a sermon to be to be preached or even when we can get on YouTube at any point. And hear someone else's, you know, word that they're trying to bring forth. I do that often myself. I like to hear the word being brought forth in the sermon version. But sometimes I was like, wait a minute, I'm I'm losing kind of my own discipline of reading the word and just without no other voice there, just reading the word and letting the Lord move and help me in His own way. Because a lot of times when I read the word, there's something that I need that. I didn't even realize I needed until the Lord showed me in the word. And so a lot of times when we read, when we watch sermons and stuff, we'll look at the content of the sermon or like the, the title of the sermon, and it'll be something that's kind of itchy to our ears. Not always, but sometimes. And you're like, oh, yeah, I need this encouragement. Let me go ahead and watch this. But you can be even more encouraged. I, I guarantee you, I double dare you. You will be more encouraged opening up the Bible and just reading it even for maybe a second. Or two, you don't even have to do a full out Bible study and feel like you got to devote hours to reading of the Word. But I'm telling you, once you get it in the habit of reading it, or in the habit of opening it, you're going to want to come to it more. And so, what I tell people, just take baby steps. If you're not in the discipline of reading the Word um, every day yet, that's okay. You start today. Um, just open the Bible, or go on your Bible app, or go on Google, and just you know type in. Um, a bible verse and see what comes up because most of you most people that listen to this i know you at least know books of the bible and you might not know like chapter verse where everything is at but you know certain books and kind of what they're about like uh, proverbs and psalms those are kind of like well psalms anyways like prayers Uh, a lot of those you can use as a prayer as our prayer starters and then in proverbs you have this like a lot of quick references of you know how to deal with people, how to deal with certain circumstances in life. And so there's just all these different nuggets in the Bible that the more you get familiar with it, the more you're going to want to go to it more because you're going to see that there's life in the Word. There's healing in the Word. There's love in the Word. word, And there's the testimony of Jesus that just becomes so real and so tangible for you the more you uh, meditate on it. And so I'm just going to encourage you in this because... I do this and it's really took my whole life in a whole nother turn. And I've always been a Christian since I was young, a young girl, but when I really started studying the scriptures on a regular, I mean, I talk about a daily basis, my whole paradigm was shifted from just being a person that knew of God to a person that understood the things of God and also understood his unmeritable favor favor and love for us. I can't even get it out, y'all. And it and it just it just made my life so much more rich, and it made me so much more appreciative and grateful for everything that I have. I mean everything. And um, I do want to share this with you all, uh, real quick, before I go, because it's it's on my heart to share. I got a chance, an opportunity to meet a couple yesterday. I was sitting in the parking lot, about to go into this uh, program that I had to be at at six o'clock. And I was sitting in the parking lot, and I just was getting out the car, heading into my meeting when I heard the husband say, Oh, I, I need a ride over here. I'm going to see if I can call this person to give us a ride. And his wife, I, I found out that they were husband and wife, she's, she's coming behind him, and she's like, Yeah, it's kind of cold out here. And this and that and i said where do y'all need a ride to and then he told me and it was about maybe like 10 minutes up the street at if that it was so close but walking it would be a long distance but because it was highway and all that but driving it was like 10 minutes up the road and i said i'll give you all right and so he he comes close and him, um, i said where y'all coming from y'all coming from the building that i was heading into are y'all or where y'all coming from they said oh we coming back there from the park and i said oh okay so as they get into the car it just reeked of smoke, like you know, like cigarette smoke. And I was like, okay. And they just told me they're coming from the park. It's in the evening, so I'm like, I wonder if they're homeless. But it's like it's whatever. So as he's getting into the car, the man says, "We're safe. We ain't gonna do nothing to you." I said, "Oh, oh believe me, sir." I said, oh, "This this car is protected by the Holy Ghost. So anybody that gets up in here ain't gonna be doing nothing to me." And then the and then the, his his wife was sitting up in the front, and she just kind of looked at me like, "Wow, okay, this woman's a trip," you know. And then the man starts trying to tell me that his dad is a pastor and all this stuff, and I'm just listening. And then I said, "Oh, so you guys are husband and wife?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, we've been together 20 years, and um, we got uh, grown children. Our oldest child is 22." I said, "Oh, that's amazing." I said, "It's so nice to see." People sticking together and, and, you know, like marriages lasting and everything. So as we drive down the highway, I was so encouraged by these two because they were just living their life, seemed pretty, you know, know, like they just kind of get up every day and they just go from there, you know. And I I was thinking about the fact that they must have an extreme love for each other, for them to be struggling the way they are, but they didn't seem to have a bad attitude. They just seemed like they were just focused on surviving. And then um, they were basically needing to be dropped off at a Motel 6 for the night because they said they didn't want to be in the cold overnight tonight. And as the lady got out of the car, she said, Oh, did you want some gas money? I said, No, ma'am. I said, If we can't help each other, what are we here for? And then she was like, Oh, okay. So that's another time she was shocked that I said that to her. And then the, the husband, you know, he was just saying thanks for the ride and everything like that. So as I as I, as I drove away, I was just thinking about, how much do we have? I know the people that listen to this on a regular basis. All of you have a car. All of you have somewhere to stay, or your own place. And these 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 are two adults that don't have that. Between the two of them, they don't have a place to stay and they don't have a car. But yet they they're okay. You know, yet they seem pretty content with how their life is going. And how much more? I'm I'm just keeping it real with y'all. How much more would most women have an issue with a with a so-called husband that's not providing? And not able to keep a roof over her head. She would just be angry. She would have been left. She wouldn't even still be with him. Right? And so that just spoke to me in a lot of different on a lot of different levels. But I was also thinking about how the Lord says he never has the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. So even in their in their situation, they still have provision for the day. They still had provision to stay in a hotel tonight. And You know, the Lord says that we're supposed to not think about what we eat or what we drink, but we're just supposed to know that our Heavenly Father knows that we have these needs and that He will take care of them. So I've seen a lot of, in their situation, I saw how they were just kind of like living in the moment. That's how they live. And that's extremely, that's extremely, you know, mind-blowing for me, for somebody to be able to do that, Um, especially in this day and time. So I just want that to encourage you. Like when you can give somebody a ride or give somebody a word of encouragement, do it. Because I was blessed. I was truly blessed by that encounter. And um, I'm sure that there's opportunities all the time for us to be a better human. And there's opportunities that sometimes we miss it because of being afraid. Oh, my goodness. These people are coming from the park. You know, they're this, they're that. But you, but I already know who I am in Christ. So I'm not intimidated by people and their circumstances and where they're, you know, in their demeanor and things like that. I know that if the Holy Spirit put them in my path and I'm able to help them, then I'm not going to look at what possible threat they could be to me. No, I'm going to look at that I'm a threat to their kingdom. If they're operating in the wrong kingdom, they better be afraid of me because I'm definitely not going to be afraid of them. On that note, I'm going to say thank you for tuning in today to Be A Better Human Podcast, and I will see you next week.